You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at our Chester campus. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. Well, you've heard already, we are doing Finding Nemo today. Now, let me tell you, we are preaching from the Bible. Finding Nemo is our analogy, some of our story. I am not preaching from the movie of Nemo today because there is no part in the words of a fish, but there is part in the words of a fisher of men. And everybody said amen. All right, why don't you put your hands together for the epic team and let's turn to the screens for our Nemo trailer. Awesome. Finding Nemo, a story all about a fish who gets isolated, lost in the middle of the ocean. I reckon all of us have had those moments, haven't we, where we've been lost, we've been isolated, we've been unsure of where we are. Maybe it's been when you've got that new job interview, it's five minutes to the hour, you're ready to log on early, and you're looking for the Zoom link, and you cannot find the Zoom link anywhere, and the panic descends upon your soul. You're out shopping with the kids, maybe everything's going to plan. You look around, and your toddler has vanished and is lost, and the color drains from your face. I reckon we've all had those moments, haven't we, where we felt isolated or lost. And we've got this story all about a fish who becomes isolated and lost, but for the majority of us, we never make a decision to get lost, do we? We don't ever make a decision to get lost, but being lost happens along the journey of what is called a drift. Lots of compounded micro decisions that add up over time and take us into the vast expanse of the ocean, thoughts that are regurgitated, negative thoughts over and over and over again that begin to form our world view. None of us make the decision to end up lost, but over time, the compound effects of our choices end up causing us to show up in places that we didn't think we would be. And when we drift in the context of our relationships, It's one of the most dangerous places we can be. And adding on top of that is the effects of drifting from our most meaningful relationship. That's our connection with a Father God who loves us. And many of the reasons we end up distant, isolated, and lost and lonely from our relationship with God are these, are challenge. Life gets hard. It gets difficult. Maybe it's that the material world is enticing. Oh, if I just had more, then my life would be better. It would be more fun. It would be everything that I wanted it to be if I just had more. Decisions about making lack of time in God's presence takes us further away from the Father. Decisions to not be in church pulls us out of community. And the danger today, church, is we can all end up like Nemo, drifting through the vast expanse of the ocean, separated from our Father. And I want to suggest today, church, we cannot afford to drift from our most meaningful relationship in the Father who loves us. Jesus tells this story about a son who drifts from his Father. It's found in Luke 15, and there's 14 
Bible verses. But Audacious Church Chester, you love the Bible, don't you? Oh, I said you love the Bible, don't you? Luke 15 says this. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. Ouch. The dad's still alive and he's asking for his inheritance. and It's painful. So the father being the father divided his property between them. And then not long after that, the son got together all he had and set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country and he began to be in need. So he went and he hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating. This is how desperate his situation was. But no one gave him anything. But when he came to his senses, turn to your neighbor and say, come to your senses. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But the father said to his servants, just before that, but while he was still a long way off, this is beautiful. While he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, picture the same father. I've messed up. I've sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For the son of man was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And so they began to celebrate. There's three things today, church, I want to tell you about your relationship with your father. And the first one is this, is you are not an orphan. You are not an orphan. Let's look to the screens for a VT. Here we have Nemo, part of a vibrant community, full of color, full of life, full of family, brothers, sisters, security, safety, food, provision, everything he could ever need collected together in one beautiful place called community, living out their purpose together in family with one another. But here we have the younger son. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided the property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together everything that he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. The younger son, just like Nemo, he's got everything he could want in life. He's got a vast open estate full of wealth. He's got servants. He's got a brother. He's got a father. He's got a family. He has literally got it the best. Everything he could ever want or need in life. But then the son takes it for granted and walks out on the family. It was not his identity to be isolated and lost, but he made a choice to be isolated 
and lost. Nemo shortly after this makes micro decisions and by his own admission ends up lost and in the middle of nowhere, isolated, separated, distant from the community he was put together with. Both Nemo and the son drift from their purpose of being in community with their fathers. But the good news today is this, is that geography doesn't determine identity. Even though they've drifted from their fathers, they are still sons. They don't become orphans. It doesn't become their identity. Ephesians 1 and verse 5 says this, is God decided in advance to adopt us, bringing us into his own family. And I want to suggest today, Audacious Church, you are not an orphan. You have been adopted. No matter where you've gone, how far you've drifted, what distant land you might have gone to, how isolated, separated, distributed you might have felt in this last season, your geography in God's kingdom doesn't determine your identity because in his eyes, you're still a son. In his eyes, you're still a daughter. And just because you've drifted and maybe gone your own way for a season doesn't mean you're any less a part of God's family. You are adopted. Bob, Lee, you don't understand. I don't have a natural family. I don't have people around me. Well, let me tell you this. The last time I checked in my Bible, the blood of Jesus was thicker than the water of the ocean that separates us. And because of the blood of Jesus, the price he paid, he's brought us all into this family. You might not have family in the natural, but in this house, audacious church, God's kingdom, the church, you have a family. You have a place to belong. A group of people who are pleading, praying, intercessing, hoping, dying on the altar, praying that you would come home and return to this family called the church. You are not an orphan. You have been adopted. The son had a family, but chose to be isolated. The son was in the house, and he was still a son. The son was in a pigsty, and he was still a son. The son was in a distant country living wild. He was still a son. The son comes back to the father, back to the safety, the refuge, the purpose of the family. He is still a son. Now I tell you today, no matter where you've gone, where you've been, what you've done, in God's kingdom, in his eyes, you're still a son. You're still a daughter. Nothing can write out the name that is on his hand, that you're chosen, you're loved, you're called, you're appointed, you're purposed. In Jesus' name. I want you to make a decision today to erase the orphan thoughts from your mind. Thoughts of, I am alone. Look around. You're not alone. You've got family. I've messed up too bad. Let me tell you good news. There's always a second chance. Oh, but you don't, you don't know me. I can never make it through. There is a family today standing with you to overcome whatever you are facing. The second thing I want to tell you about your relationship with your Father in heaven is this is the Father's heart is pursuing you. The Father's heart is pursuing you. Why don't we look to the screens? Everybody say, aw. Have this moment where Marlon, the dad, has lost Nemo. Nemo has gotten fished. Josh Hall's been out fishing. He's caught Nemo. 
by Josh, taking him onto the boat. And Nemo at this point is going, who knows where? But the father, Marlin, is pursuing him, chasing him down with everything that he has, not re refusing to not give up with all of his compassion, emotion, and love for his son. He is chasing him down. The Bible says this in Luke 15, 20. For while the son was still a long way off, the father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son's father is waiting with eager anticipation for his son to come home. It's like this movie moment where the father has no idea that the son's coming home. He's getting about his normal days around the servants. He's doing what he does. And then in the distance, he sees his son. I can imagine he's pushing the servants out the way. He's climbing over the, the tables, the stuff that's outside. He's just sprinting down the field to his son because he's so full of compassion and love for him. He's waiting in eager anticipation for his son. And God's heart for you is that God is eagerly waiting, anticipating, hoping, filled with love and compassion that you would come home. And God does one better than the son's father. God doesn't just wait at a distance for you. God pursues you. The father's heart pursues you. For God, there's no ocean that he wouldn't cross for you. There's no hill that he wouldn't climb. There's no person that could stand in his way. There's no obstacle that he can't overcome. God's heart for you is so filled with compassion. He couldn't just sit back and wait for you on your own terms, but he pursues you, chases you, hunts you down. So is his love for you. So much so my Bible says in Romans 8, it says nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present or the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God is fiercely pursuing you back home Today, he loves you that much. The only thing that can keep God from you is your closed off heart. Where today, church, have you closed God out? Where have you shut the door on God today? God, you can have every area of my life except for my marriage. God, you can have every area of my life except for my money. God, you can have every area of my life except what I watch on the internet. God, you can have every area of my life except those bad friends. I don't want to give them up. God, you can have every area of my life except my family. Sundays are for us. God, you can have every area of my life but... God isn't satisfied with a portion of your life. God loves you that much. He's got a plan for your whole life. Not just your Monday through Friday and Friday night you do what you want. God has a purpose for our whole 
lives. He loves us that much. And today, church, I want to challenge you to open up the door of your life to give God full access. Because watch what a good, good father will do when you trust him with every area, with your hang-ups, with your purpose, with your successes, with your addictions, with the things that nobody else knows but God knows. He's not afraid of those things. He's not going to see you from a distance and go, here we go again. God's going to run to you. But you've got to open up the door of your heart to say, God, you can come in. The Father's heart is pursuing you today. Psalms 34 says it like this. Taste, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Some of you have got to taste and see again. Taste and see the world and it's average. It's black and white. But taste and see what the Lord has for you and everything becomes full color again. The Father's heart is pursuing you. Make a decision to let him in. And the last thing I want to tell you about your relationship with the Father that loves you is this. There's time to turn back. There's time to turn back. Let's look to the screens for our last VT. Yeah, everybody loves an escape plan, right? Especially the ones that don't look like it's going to work out. There's time to turn back. Here we have Nemo. He's in a fish tank. He's at a dentist's, right? My goodness. Who enjoys going to the dentist? Well, there we go. Nemo is in a fish tank at the dentist. That is torture in and of itself. Coming up with an escape plan. He's gone from the vast ocean full of color, possibility, life, opportunity, relationship with his father, and now he's being confined to a fish tank. The lost son goes from a life filled with color, filled with the joy of being with his father in purpose, in community, in relationship, in destiny, to a pigsty. The Bible says it like this. It says, when the son came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. What am I at? I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. Have you ever had a time where you've come to your senses? When I was 17, I got the bus to youth group every week. And right at the start where I made a decision for Jesus, the irony was, was that it was the, the same bus I'd get on to go to church was the same bus that took me to the party six months ago. And the same friends were on the bus. And I remember one time I got on the bus and this was like a crossing the Rubicon moment for me, a junction moment where I'm, I'm getting on the bus and it's three stops until church. And my friends get on the bus heading to the party. And they say to me, oh, Lee, don't you remember how good it was? How much fun it was? Sure, you loved it. It was great. And I was sitting there surrounded by 10 different blokes, alcohol on the bus, telling me what I should do. And I felt a little bit intimidated, unsure of what to do. Didn't want to cause a commotion. And we're three stops away and something on the inside, I just said, you know what? It would be easier to stay on the bus. Just give in to peer pressure, stay on the bus. Then we got two stops away. Something rose up on the inside. They said, I wasn't 
destined to travel on the bus they're traveling on. I actually believe all of us are called to get off the bus and into God's house. But in that moment, something came alive. Faith came alive on the inside. And I said, I've got to get back on track, come to my senses and get off the bus one stop away. In this junction moment, they look me in the eyes. I look at them. They say, Leo, are you staying on or are you getting off? Looked at the lads, said, sorry, boys, but I'm getting off the bus. Got off of the bus, walked into youth group. Did it mean life was easy, smooth sailing? You're wiser than that. Of course it doesn't, but I chose a life with God than a life with everybody else. A life that goes against the flow and doesn't follow the traffic. I said, God, in this moment, I prioritize you. There's a time to turn back. Where do you need to come to your senses today and get back on track with God? What are the buses that you're traveling on that God is calling you to get off today? Refusing to stay on the bus that takes you to your old life, your old hangups, your past mess. Where can you make a decision today to get back on track and come back to God? This today, church, is your moment. There's a time to turn back. Running from the family, you'll only find a pigsty. Drifting from the family and into the depths of the ocean will confine you to a fish tank. Come back today into purpose. Come back into right thinking. Come back to seeking God's kingdom first. Come back into the fullness of the relationship with your Father God, because a life with God is immeasurable. It's incomprehensible. It's incredible, it's wonderful, it's beautiful, filled with purpose, hope, and destiny. And today, church, you can choose to stay in the pigsty like the sun, or the fish tank like Nemo, or you can draw a line in the sand and choose to come back home to your Father God. Ephesians 1, 4-6 says it like this, For He chose us in Him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in His sight. In love, He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Christ Jesus in accordance with His pleasure and His will. And catch what happens at the end of the story. It says it in Luke 15. If we return, if we together can return back to the restored right relationship with our Father. The full inheritance is awaiting for us. Jesus speaking says this, but the Father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and let's put it on him. Put a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's put a feast on and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again, was lost and is now found. So they began to celebrate. All of heaven rejoices when you come back home. Nobody is disappointed that you came back to God. Heaven erupts in a sound of praise. And heaven rejoices when you make decisions to not walk through the wide gate, but make the hard decisions to walk the narrow path with Jesus. Today, you might already be a Christian. You found relationship with your Father. But all of us walk a journey called life with distractions that want to pull us off track. And today I want to challenge you, church, 
to erase those orphan thoughts of being alone, to get off the bus that everybody else is riding on, to exchange your thoughts of fear with your thoughts of faith and acknowledge there's a time to turn back. God is not done with any one of us. If there's still breath in your lungs today, then God's still got a purpose for you. Don't live out the days of your life distant from the Father, but choose to walk in community and connection with the Father who loves you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you're a God that chases us down, that pursues us, that hunts us down. You love us so much that nothing can separate us from your love. And in this moment, God, we exchange those things that are keeping us distant from you. God, highlight right now by your Holy Spirit what has taken us astray. What are those repeated thoughts that are saying we're alone? But the reality is you're alongside with us. God, what are those thoughts that are pulling us into a life of sin that we know deep down is wrong, but we're finding too hard to give up? Father, in this moment, we pray that by your Holy Spirit, there would be a supernatural exchange of strength. Because God, we don't choose these things on our own doing, in our own strength, but we do it in your power and in your name. And God, we choose to live out this life in purpose and in community with God the Father. Thank you for listening to this Audacious podcast. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. We'd love for you to join us at one of our campuses, Manchester, Chester, or online every Sunday, 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. 